0: Campfire,
1: a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics,
0: their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on.
2: Red lights on, motherfuckers.
0: Red lights on.
2: What up, y'all?
0: That was good.
2: Just
0: Welcome
1: to, it. what is it, season three, episode four? There
0: you See, get, uh, yeah, we are on to episode four already. All right. Are,
1: dude. Time
0: flies when you're having fun. You're damn right. Huh? And
1: Everybody that's all
0: we do here. here. Did y'all have a good Thanksgiving? Show wow. did. Big time. Yeah. Everybody got enough to eat, I'm sure. I had a whole peanut butter pie to myself. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a weird fetish for peanut butter pie, man. It's... Phew. Of course, there's only two kinds of pie, you know, hand pie and fork pie. It's pie you can eat with your hand like a pizza or pie that you need a fork to eat. And yeah. then there's
1: the other kind, the poontang kind. Yeah,
0: but but that's you also know, eaten pie. You're eating like with your hand
2: comment. with that, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, like I guess that. I mean, if, if you need a fork to eat that, you're doing it wrong. Or you? I got guess it's like one those of those.
1: <laughs> it it's one of those uh, kind of like gag gift pies or gag pies. You know, slapstick comedy. Just oh, like yeah. that, that yeah. kind of pie just goes right in the
0: face. I believe they call that a cream pie. Oh, oh, yes, giggity, yeah, because it's all not right. A whooped cream, whooped
2: cream. Well, in the first well, minute and 40 seconds, we are now banned off of everything.
0: All right, <laughs> well, we're just talking about some this. slapstick comedy here. That's all it is. I'd all slap her me. with my stick, drinky, little drinky <laughs> poo here well
1: why don't you uh
0: take your little drinky poo and tell us that story you wanted to tell well it's a story i like to tell every year around thanksgiving and it's the story of the first thanksgiving um as many of you know the uh the pilgrims who landed at plymouth rock were responsible for the first thanksgiving they had a large feast and they invited the local natives and they all sat down and gave thanks for uh the community and each other and um it's a story that's been told in in schoolrooms for years but uh you know there's i guess little details about the story that have gotten lost over the years so I'd just like to go back over this a little bit, and uh it's interesting with the way that we celebrate uh Thanksgiving today compared to how the first one went um, because the story of the first thanksgiving is is truly a uh a real life example of the triumph of capitalism over socialism or communism so when the pilgrims first landed at plymouth colony uh, of course they were faced with many challenges and they needed a plan so they set up a a quick hasty government and it was based on the community so they pulled everybody together all their assets and resources and uh, they all worked together and they were trying to gather food, gather food to survive uh, and and eat every day, but also to stockpile food for the coming winter. They were trying to build shelters for everyone. And at this point, they're still living on the boats and uh, keep everyone safe from the predators and the animals that are always present So they had a lot going on. Everybody would work on one house at a time. And what happened was winter came on very fast and they did not have near enough shelters built. They didn't have near enough food gathered up. And it wasn't long before starvation and disease and the cold caught up to them and many, many of the settlers and colonists started to die. And the local Indians, of course, they saw the plight of the white man, and they came to help. They brought food. They brought wood to help them stay warm. They brought their medicine to try and help the sick. They did everything they could to help the pilgrims at Plymouth. And luckily, winter broke. Things started to warm up. And the settlers began to think about the last season and how things went. And they decided they're not going through another winter like that. And they're going to make sure that their family is taken care of. And one by one, each of these families decided they're not going to take part in the community effort. They're not going to go down the road and work on, you know, Steve's house or Dave's house. They're going to build their own house. And They're going to start right now. And they're going to put out their garden, and they're going to grow their own food, and they're going to start right now. And that's what they began to do. Each family would build their own house, and they would ask for help when they needed it. And what happened was many of these families found out, well, they are rather skilled in some things, and they're not skilled in others. So, you know, there's one guy who's he's really good at sawing lumber. But he's not so good at farming so he started trading lumber for vegetables with the guy who was a good farmer and while this is going on they're still trading some of their goods with the indians they would trade some of their food or whatnot to get furs and other things that the indians had to trade and winter came on again but the second winter was not nearly as harsh as that first winter. Virtually everybody had shelter. They, uh, they had virtually enough food for everybody and the suffering of a harsh winter was minimized. The Indians were still there to help, but for the most part, the, uh, the colony was starting to uh, turn a corner and the third spring came and everybody had seen the success of the previous year and they 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 altered their little government that they had there to adapt to this new style that was happening and let everybody specialize in what they were good at you know the blacksmith he was had his shop set up and he was trading with people for the items he would need and uh As the summer went on, the colony was thriving. They no longer required the help of the Indians. They had things under control. So come uh, fall time, harvest time, they found that everybody had a plethora of everything. The colony was booming. So they decided they were gonna throw a large feast and they were going to give thanks give thanks to the natives who had helped them, give thanks to each other for the help, give thanks to the Lord for providing. And this is exactly what they did. They sat down, they had a large feast with, you know, every family was bringing everything. It was like a potluck. And what they were truly giving thanks for was, uh, in some ways, it was a discovery of this system that helped them completely turn their colony around and thrive in a very short period of time and uh this is you know this is remarkable this is the first time in the history of the world where capitalism triumphed over a communist style government and it happened so naturally and it happened You know, in in survival mode, these people were starving and freezing to death. And it's just like that switch clicked in their head, the same switch that clicked in their head that told them to leave Britain and seek out a new life. In America, and this was their new life, this capitalist way, and we take that to today where we spend Thursday giving thanks and having a feast, and Friday everybody takes off Black Friday shopping for a massive celebration of capitalism. And I don't know about you guys, uh, Keith, you kind of live a lot closer to town than me and Joe do, but I know I didn't want to go anywhere near town yesterday. Was it pretty crazy out there?
2: It wasn't too bad, really. Especially in the morning and stuff. I had to run to the store just to grab a couple of uh, food items that I couldn't get earlier in the week because it was even more crazier. Uh, yes. I had to get butter. Uh, completely out of butter. Means of turning my own. So,
0: yeah. If only you had married an Amish girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it it wasn't too bad, and um, and Zoe had to work, and so it was, it was quite crazy for her. She said that people were more on edge when they're coming in for haircut, grooming, and stuff like that. Nice.
0: Yeah, I heard some. Uh, I heard some horror stories from out of uh, Columbus, so I was down. Uh, and the foothills of the Appalachians visiting kinfolk yesterday. But uh our route we didn't go near any major city or anything. But I heard uh up in Columbus near some of those outlets there was a line on the highway several miles back to highway.
2: Oh I wouldn't I wouldn't wow. doubt that.
0: Just ridiculous amounts of people out there, you know? But I guess that's a good thing. Maybe the economy is on a boom. Black Friday's always that marker f- that really tells the story on the economy.
2: See, that's where I don't know if that's going to be able to tell you the marker on the economy, or if that's going to be that people are knowing to save up for. Them. And a lot of people can't save up, but then they there's possible deals. They try.
0: And know. it's not always a deal, they... right? Yeah. Like I was seeing
2: seeing the new trend, like I forget where they were. I think it was either Target or I think it was Target, and they had like Black Friday deal on the display, but then they would pull the display little paper out, and they would say that's the regular cost that they usually sell it for as a lower price, but it's it's the same. Like, there's no deal. They just put labeling saying that it is a deal to try to get people to buy based on that.
1: Well, Walmart's fucking communists. They're not actually capitalists. Sons of bitches.
0: Sons of bitches. Yeah. Evil capitalism, man.
1: My daughter somehow talked me into going to Walmart on Black Friday because she needed to get her mom something for her birthday, which was on Black Friday. And I got in the truck and realized, motherfucker, you've got me going to Walmart on Black Friday. Uh-uh. You're grounded.
0: You're <laughs> grounded.
1: And we pulled into Walmart, and the parking lot was a sea of cars, and I just looked at her like, fuck, fuck. Makes me pro-choice.
2: <laughs>
1: but then we, we got a parking place and went in there, and it actually wasn't that fucking bad. Like, I don't know where all the people were that were in those cars, drove those cars to that parking lot, but uh, actually wasn't too bad in there. We got in and out of there in 10 fucking minutes.
0: That's amazing. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near any of it. I just, the mobs of people, I'm not going to deal well with that. I'll wait. I'll go next Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, people act like everything's going to be gone. You'll not be able to get it.
2: Yeah, they restock
0: that shit. Exactly. It might take them a week, but don't restock. What the hell are you people fighting and running through a store for?
1: Hey, I, I kind of was distracted a little bit, guys. Sorry to put a jerk in the chain here for our our flow, but we were talking about the first Thanksgiving, and that was a good good opener. Um, can Can we talk a little bit about how thanksgiving has got such a bad rap it's all about genocide and what what is what is that yeah. all about guys you know after the first thanksgiving I mean, in 1621 remember. there was there was 50 years of peace between Wait, the colonists yeah. and and the the indigenous folks the f-
0: thing you got to remember here is um all colonization in the entire world began in america when an incredibly white man from portugal came and discovered america well that's a lot are are you
1: being facetious right now because that is not true
0: the og colonizer the very 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 white christopher columbus
1: no yeah yeah you're being facetious okay i get it
0: i am yes i am because history tells us that christopher columbus was this white guy and the original colonizer because you know colonization is bad and it was the rape of the natural world and blah 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 that's not what history tells us that's what the liberals tell us yeah, right. The liberals are telling us this, and somehow along the way, America got blamed as the colonizers and the imperialists. Which is funny because America didn't exist until July Fourth, seventeen seventy-six. It was Great Britain that was the OG colonizer. <laughs> uh, and that's that's Spain my favorite my favorite thing to say
1: to a British person that that you know calls us, you know, colonizers and racists and right, slave right. owners and I'm, and and right. my my point is, hey, just so you know, everything before 1776 was your fault. You.
0: You, that was all on the <laughs> crown. That was all on the <laughs> crown. But yeah, Portugal, Spain, France, Great Britain, they were all colonizing all over the world years before there was an America. I mean, the Americas were one of the last places they set out to colonize.
2: But what was happening here in the U.S.? Sorry, Keith, go ahead. I was going to say, just look at the flags. Like, there's so many flags that have the British flag inside of it, or French flag. Or the Dutch,
1: yep.
0: There's at least 10 different nations in Africa alone that have the British flag as part of their flag. Right.
1: and french and the french is even worse for oh, for africa i right. mean french is all over africa i mean half of africa speaks french to this day well,
0: germany was down there too germany had their fair share yeah. of colonizing into yeah africa. a little bit but, yeah not, uh, not till like
1: world war 1 i mean war, i think
0: yeah. i think rome was the original colonizer of africa they went down there
1: no the muslims
0: were the muslims were uh, the Muslims I
1: mean, the Muslims are the o g colonizers
0: you're right, you're right. they spread like locusts
1: they uh, and it's it's in their religious doctrine
0: no, to do yeah, that you're right I mean it's part of Christianity too, for that matter
1: no 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 Christianity
0: no, no. I mean they try to spread Christianity and convert people all the time. So don't tell me it's not designed to spread.
1: Uh, yeah. But at it, it a different, if it a different, in a different way,
0: um, right? It's a different Muslim, way. It's the Muslim a, doctrine Muslim way is very, convert
1: or die. Yeah. Convert or die. Right. If that's right.
0: any options. <sighs>
1: yeah. The Islam was, was the religion of the OG colonizers. But, you know, like you said, the the modern educational establishment teaches us that we were. We were the original colonizers. We're the original genocidal, evil pieces of shit.
0: Which no, is so no. crazy.
2: Oh, by it, the way. It is.
0: Christopher Columbus was not white. He was from Portugal, folks. He was, that's Spanish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's Portuguese, Portuguese. Columbus but... was not white. Neither was Jesus. Just throwing that out there. No, Jesus was not white.
1: I don't even know why this stuff is like a subject these days. Neither do who, I. Like, who cares if Jesus was white or brown? Why, do, why does that fucking matter? And that's one of the biggest talking points for the left against Christianity. Like, do you think Christians care that Jesus was brown? Jesus was a Jew. He was from the desert.
2: Well they are naturally darker. Yeah. Like of course Jesus wasn't white. Who fucking cares? Exactly. I mean
0: it that's kind of the point of all of this that history gets rewritten. I mean, we all know that the victors write the history. Okay, that's yep. the way it always goes. The victors write yep. the history to favor them, and you know that's why there's a difference between a, uh, a a terrorist and a resistance. Because had Germany won World War II, everybody in France would have been a terrorist, not part of the resistance. The victors write history. So
2: very much so. They
1: get to roll the history book. Yes. I don't know. This whole Thanksgiving thing, it's it's an abomination these days how we try to, how our society tries to paint the first Thanksgiving, which was a, a, a beautiful uh, a, a beautiful meshing of cultures and and the start of the greatest country on the face of the earth well and and it it, yeah some bad shit happened afterwards but not because of the first thanksgiving the first thanksgiving was not based upon genocide nobody was fucking killing each other no Uh, except 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 before the first thanksgiving you know there were a lot of tribes that were committing genocide against each other
0: I mean, yeah, there were right. warring native tribes all over North America. They they fought over hunting grounds and Land. fishing rights on bodies of water or uh, and religion. Yes, yep. their their beliefs or um But conduction. Christians
1: Christians are the only ones that do that though, I thought. Isn't that what everybody says? Well Muslims do
0: that. No, no. No, that's that's Islamophobic. I mean, um The only, the only wars that I would consider a Christian war were the Crusades. Yeah, and well, yeah, that was over land. It was over one specific spot.
2: Well, and also trade routes. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, it was also pilgrimage routes because, Mm -hmm. like, back in the old times, I say the old times, meaning when. When King Solomon's temple was still standing, Mm -hmm. okay, there were many, many, many Christians making pilgrimages. And uh, Saladin, the leader of the Muslim horde, was sending assassins Mm -hmm. to kill, to harass, to pillage, to rape and murder pilgrims on the road. So the wise King Solomon... Got a group of knights together and uh, they became known as the Knights Templars. And they were originally there to guard the road, to be of assistance to the pilgrims. So the original pilgrims, that is, not the ones at Plymouth Rock.
2: Yeah, just ones that are pilgriming to uh, the Holy Land. The Holy Lands.
0: And uh, what's the time frame there when Solomon's Temple was standing? we're talking like
2: 500? Something like that, BC.
1: Yeah, so 2,500 years ago.
0: Yes. Yes. So, and that leads us right up to the modern Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which is the exact same fight that was being fought When Solomon deployed Templars to save his people, you know, same damn fight. (sighs) Anyways, that's a whole another ball of wax. But you're right, Joe. First Thanksgiving was, you know, two very different cultures where you had Puritan Pilgrims. Let's remember, the 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 pilgrims at Plymouth Rock were Puritans, Quakers, if you will. Not and, quite Quakers, but
1: and I don't think it was lost on them why they why they came here. They came here to escape religious persecution. Yes. And I I don't see how. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe they were hypocrites, but they came here seeking religious freedom and. I don't think they were about to look at the indigenous tribes and be like, oh, you believe the wrong way. We're going to kill you.
0: That wasn't it. They did try to convert the Indians. They did do that. But these people didn't bring any alcohol with them. There's no alcohol. There were Puritans. They didn't drink. They barely had sex.
2: I think they They still have. Quakers
0: anymore because Quakers didn't believe in having sex. They didn't reproduce, they all died. So, you know, history, it's really written in funny ways.
2: Speaking about history and how it's written, you know, leads me back to DS9 and, you know, with the cleanons and everything, and they're like, you know, history is actually written by the victors of the Conquest. Yes. So it's yes. like Yeah They're the ones That can control it
0: They control it They control it Where are you at On Deep Space Nine now yeah.
2: Uh, I just started Episode 20 So I'm on season 4 Episode 20
0: Oh you're um, getting To the evac
2: They just had oh. Cisco's wife From another Dimension Came and started Hanging out with Jake Mirror
0: Universe is crazy, dude.
2: Yeah, it is. And then, like, so I just got to the part before we started this um, where uh, Cisco has to build another Defiant in that other dimension and help them figure it out so it doesn't vibrate itself to pieces.
1: Um, Well, that is the nature of the Defiant. That motherfucker's got some balls and they didn't know how to keep it together with all that power.
2: Right.
0: right. It's kind of like the A-10, you know? It's got a lot of gun and a whole lot of engine and how it flies, nobody knows.
1: I mean, the A-10 is just a gun with wings right? and a bunch of fucking bulls. Yep. Still my
0: favorite plane of all time. Oh, it's all gas tank and gun. That's it.
2: I oh, don't know. I think my favorite still is still the C-130. Oh really? Think, now, yeah, dude, especially yeah. that one that I sent the other day with to you guys with the rocket assisted. Yeah.
0: That thing, if you're talking about like a C one thirty gunship, Puff the Magic Dragon Spectre. Now that's a bad sum bitch. But I'm gonna tell you guys what from Ghost Rider experience. Yeah. Riding in those C one thirties. Is about the most uncomfortable damn way to travel in the world. You're sitting on a cargo net for one. And we're all crammed in there like sardines. And it's loud as shit with those big prop jobs running. uh, Rough ride. Man, I will take a C5 any day of the week. A C5 is like luxurious. (laughs) Luxurious. Instead of sitting on a cargo net... It's a, it's a whole piece of nylon siloed, you know, pulled tight. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And the seats, you mean your nuts, your nuts don't hang through it and get pinched against your leg. I mean, you can park (laughs) two semis inside of a C5 and still have room for like a hundred guys sitting in there down each side comfortably, room to stretch your legs, get up and walk around. You ain't walking anywhere on that C-130. It's like being on a bus except worse. Oh, Mm. no. Uh, The C-130 is a fine aircraft and it's served very well. It's still in service. It's gonna be in service for many more years, but uh, there's more comfortable aircraft. That's for damn sure. Mm. I rode around a lot on a KC-135, which is a uh, that's a strato tanker. It's an air refueler. So, um, dude,
1: those things are fucking cool. I love watching YouTube videos of fighters refueling or bombers refueling mm-hmm. like that. Uh, is that I've got to lay down a hard that. fucking bank. With the fucking SR 71 Mm -hmm. getting refueled, just fucking seeping jet fuel because it's, you know, has to slow down to get refueled.
0: the, The technology that they're using during refueling is no different than the technology we're using in the field for our guidance and auto steer and all that. A lot of that is just auto steer. So both those planes are linked together to fly on the exact same coordinates and all of that. Um, but I've had the opportunity to lay down back there in the boom operators station. They, they actually oh, lay nice. down. It's a yeah. like a special chair. They're laying down on their belly and it's all glass beneath them so that they can see everything to operate the broom boom and run it out to the plane. And then, they monitor everything while the fuel is flowing and, uh, they're in communication with the both pilots, but it was, it was really cool to watch that. We refueled a couple of F 16s as we were coming over the Eastern seaboard over Maryland, somewhere around in there, maybe Massachusetts. But, uh, it was, it was cool as shit to see that man. They weren't a real comfortable plane to ride on either.
1: Well, I don't reckon the A-10's real comfortable to be in either. I don't reckon any of these planes are real fucking comfortable to be in. Hang on.
2: Dude, and speaking about DS9 and all that shit... Dude, so I've been watching it mainly on my phone, on my Android. Every time I go to watch it... I can watch the episode, it'll go to the end and then it tries to auto roll into the next episode but then it errors out. I will not be able to play any other video on it until I do a Chromecast. I let it play through. It tells me when there's an ad, but it doesn't actually let me see the ad. Once it well, actually that's starts cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Once it <laughs> that part is pretty nice. Once it gets about two to three seconds into that next episode, I can pause it and then stop the Chromecast and then play it, and it'll play on the phone.
1: What the fuck?
2: Yeah. So, like, I have to do a little bit more, but I don't get ads, I guess.
1: Well, what the hell? Like, I I haven't experienced this because I don't use Paramount Plus on... My phone on my Android phone, but I use it on my Roku all the time, and I also sometimes use it, you know, through a browser, and I have not had that problem. But don't aren't Roku's uh, Android based?
2: They are, but the bad the thing with that is is that um they have still different coding. Like, they yeah. still have the way that they're serving them.
1: I gotcha. Well, I mean, you said, you mentioned that you uh, got a workaround. Is that is that your workaround, the, the damn yep. pain-in-the-ass Chromecast thing? Yep.
2: Luckily, I have some. I mean, there's probably people that don't have that shit, you know, or another TV that they can cast to or something to the them.
1: I've not experienced that. You know, now I'm curious. I want to, just to see if I've got that same problem on my phone. I don't think I do. (laughs) I'm running Android too. I I wonder what the
0: fuck.
2: And I just started seeing that after I started binging the shit out of some PS9. Huh. That makes me curious. You've tore
0: through this season if you're in the 20s already. Because shit, yeah, last week you were just getting going. Yep. Well, no, last week you just started season 4. You're loving Worf in there, aren't you? Totally, oh, totally yeah, changes the dynamics of the show.
2: It gives me that comfortable feel and the rage feel all at the same time. It's-
0: Fuck <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. I love your comments that you were sending this the other day about how Worf showed up on DS9 and was all pissed off at Odo because he's like, is it fucking secure or is it fucking not secure? What the fuck are you doing here?
0: And then Odo had to set him straight, made him look like a jackass when he interfered with his investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was funny. I
1: love Worf, but I also love Odo. Odo's got his own way, and he's very good at playing both sides. And maintaining order,
0: he maintains you know, I mean, his neutrality. He's Odo, and you cannot change him. He cannot be swayed. Yep. Right? Like we need Odo for president, for fuck's sake. Oh, no That's shit. Exactly. That'd be awesome. He has a... I I mean, his integrity is beyond reproach. And there have been times it was questioned. Remember, uh, season one, episode two, he was accused of murder, murdering Ibudan. <laughs> for it, don had actually murdered his own clone, but uh, yeah, that one. You know, people. You know, there was circumstantial evidence there, but at the same time, they're like, "There's no way Odo did this. He's Odo." I
1: you know. Mean, then that's the that's the thing him. about him.
0: You don't need.
1: He, he didn't even really need a defense, other than. No, he's Odo. Do, do you know what happened? with Odo during the Cardassian the occupation. Did you see how he handled that? He doesn't need a defense other than he is Odo.
0: Oh, Keith, while you're going through Deep Space Nine, uh, something that's kind of it's a funny argument in the fandom online, but uh, the argument is that Dukat did nothing wrong. So when you're watching this, Look for when Ducat actually does something wrong. I mean, we know Ducat's kind of a piece of shit, but does he ever actually do anything wrong? So far, the only
2: thing that I would say that he did wrong was setting that uh, um, self-destruct automatic self-destruct on the PS9. So when he didn't set that, he didn't.
0: No, because it got overridden No, his, he commands. said it but he was on a
2: That's what I'm saying though, but he said it to do all that, but he was supposed to be able to put in his own command to override right. it, but then but that his boss his,
0: no. his boss didn't trust him so they put in an override command right. That isn't Dukat's fault necessarily Dukat showed up to help him He was a dick about it and he walked around trying to, you know I don't know, he just walked around being a douchebag before he turned off the command.
2: Yeah. Or where he oh. had the replicator create the freaking laser gun thing and then all of a sudden yeah. he like has it go away for a second, it makes him some tea, and then he comes back and starts <laughs> shooting people. <laughs> God, I love
1: doing <laughs> That was oh, fucking so hilarious.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a good...
0: Well, just wait the best ducat is yet to come and you're like you're like right there because when you go into season five that's really uh it's it's a very climactic point but the show keeps building towards the end of the show um but yeah the you're going to go through about eight episodes there that are absolute gold it is just the height of ds9 right there nice can't wait. And, uh, I mean, all, all the characters are at their best. It's fucking good. It's so. if you met Corks' Klingon wife? Uh,
2: no. You had oh. to.
0: Have, you had to have it. Was okay. It's got to be coming up soon if you haven't. It's right there, dude. Because it, it's season five. Well, he's in season four. Oh, wait. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> you're right. It's season six into seven when that one thing happens. And it's season five into six. When so that other one thing happens? Five.
2: <laughs> that, I appreciate
1: okay. your discretion. Nick, you're actually, you're actually exercising some discretion. <laughs> now i appreciate that that you're not spoiling it for keith i'm
0: thinking my way through this i was wrong at where i thought you were coming up to
1: yeah yep you'll see it, it, it it's good shit it's all good shit and you know they're uh, the character development is so good because everybody starts to fucking click with each other on ds9 and the the da- dynamic between odo and quark develops and that's that's you know kind of a sidebar really but it in the end it it means a lot and the whole garrick and quark and the sheer dynamic develops and and they just they just kind of start to jive with each other
0: Garrick is a perfect antagonist character. You know, he's so versatile in the show. You know, sometimes he's an enemy, sometimes he's an ally. He's just a very gray area character, and I don't mean that just because he's gray. Because he's he's gray. He is gray. Or gray as shit. Fucking spoonhead, uh, son of a bitch, is what he is. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> They can just do so much with Garrick and, you know, like, are we there yet? We're not there yet. Never mind.
2: Yeah, the episode I'm on is called Shattered Mirror. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, Shattered Mirror is a good one.
2: Then supposedly the I next do like one parallel have is...
0: You get different personalities from Bashir and O'Brien. And O'Brien is just a, he's a badass in the alternate universe. He's a really dick. gritty character and <laughs> there's no Keiko. And what you're seeing is what O'Brien would be like without Keiko.
2: Yeah. See the so the last episode was called Hard Time. That's where O'Brien gets put in that mm. simulation that he's been in and jail he's a for Yeah. Yeah. And like I felt and so bad goes for him.
1: I, I, I do too because that poor guy spent how many me. he spent how many years in prison in his mind? Like twenty. And then something. he gets let out, and then he has to go home to Keiko. Right. Right. Like put me back in fucking prison, please. Put me on the firing line. Cause I'll tell you right now, that is my least favorite Star Trek character of all time. Fucking Keiko O'Brien. I fucking hate her. She's the epitome of toxic femininity. I just cannot fucking stand that bitch. Cannot stand her. Yep. God, that... that... Miles O'Brien is a fucking saint. And, Keith, this is kind of a spoiler, but not... But even in the end, even even faced with death and and choosing between his his actual comrades that have his back and his wife miles edward o'brien says well i like you but i love my wife i love my wife yes that guy he's a solid motherfucker even though his wife said horrible, horrible cunt. Feel bad for him. I really do. I he, really do.
0: There is a reason that he's the most decorated combat veteran in Starfleet history. And it's because he's a tough son of a bitch. It's because he's good at what he does. And Starfleet put him where they needed him. Right. And it just happened to always be in the heat of the action. You know, well, um, and he's he's an original stoic,
2: right?
1: Yes, yes. Doesn't matter what you throw at him, he'll deal with it and then maintain the rest of his life as he always fucking would. He is stoic to the end.
2: When you when they were, were s- they were saying that like when he was on trial and stuff, they're like, well, how many? Or it wasn't him; it was someone else that was on trial. But anyways, it was Worf. That's who it was. They asked him how many times he was in battle. He's like about 120. And they're like, no, we looked at your record. It was like 230 something times that he's been in active battle. So it's like, damn, dude. Like, that's a lot.
1: (laughs) I remember that episode. That's when uh, he was on trial. Uh, He was the Klingon Empire wanted to have him extradited to their court because he fired upon um uh uh it was a it was a freighter or something that decloaked right in front of him during a battle
0: right and he killed him and he killed him well it was all a setup it was a setup in the end but they were trying to uh oh they were the klingons were using morph to try to discredit the federation right well, that happens a
1: lot when you're the son of Moog. But, you know, again, and I'm kind of starting to segue here, guys, but this this character development in DS9 is great because it it enforces this chemistry that everyone has together. You know, they're not the same people. They're not the same species. But in the end, they have the same goal, and and you know that's here's the segue. That's that's what I experienced tonight with you, Nick, and with Sam. Yeah, with yes, with we we literally just set up our shit and sat down and started rocking the fuck out. I've never right. played with this guy in my life, and I'm not gonna lie to you, dude me and you have tried to jam many times and there have been a couple times where we had a little bit of breakthroughs, but I thought, man,
0: this service, I was like, man, I don't, I I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, it'll be fun to jam. I do love playing music, but you know, I kind of just picked up bass guitar and, uh, you know, I was a little bit self-conscious about that's what I was just gonna say, just dude. You're out on a new instrument and trying to step up into those shoes. You're more uh, self-conscious and, about
1: this shit than I am, and, and I knew that was bothering you. And I, that's why I told you the other night. Hey, if you are are second guessing this, I'll do it a different way.
0: No, no, and that's the thing. I, you know, I want to, I want to play music. I want to perform. Whether we ever get a gig and play in front of other people i don't care i just love playing music and it's something i've found that i am missing in life so um you know i'm 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 glad we're doing this but you know especially after tonight i'm 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 inspired i'm excited about it there's some really good talent at work down there and And it's chemistry it's
1: it's chemistry it's just what we were talking about it's It's chemistry like it, it it yeah sure it's talent it's talent we've we've been doing this for many years playing music and but you know the other night when i went up and watched him at the pub i knew right then and there i'm like dude this is gonna fucking click like a motherfucker and it did.
0: And, and right out the gate, that first song that we played, I, I, I don't know, Sam just started playing something. You come in, I come in. and, and You didn't know man.
1: shit. Like, you know, I tried to help you prepare with right. a few songs. We practiced cracker low. We practiced
0: ever, ever long. Right. Um, hard to we handle. tried hard to handle. Right. And yeah, for and, the most part, I was winging a lot. You were that. winging the whole fucking thing.
1: And then you started realizing, like, oh shit. That this is really fucking easy. All I gotta do is play one string. I mean,
0: well, besides and find that, the
1: find the root note, and you were like, "Oh, okay, the, yeah, I play too, but I know how to do this.
0: We got into that groove and we were just going even on our worst song. what was that one that fell apart? <laughs> oh, you have
1: to be more specific. There were quite a few that fell apart, but it was still cool as fuck even even when
0: we I think it was that audio slave song we were trying to pull out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't remind me. the issue there was that none of us had listened to the actual song in a long time. You know, we're trying to go from memory on a song that we haven't heard in forever. That makes it difficult. But, um, um, you know, for the rest of those, you know, a lot of them were really good. I mean, we could have put some of those on stage tonight.
1: Yes, we could have. And but you know that it, it speaks to the experience we have as musicians and learning how to draw off of each other listening uh, out. Listen, yeah listening out and there were a couple times times where i you weren't solid and i'm not dogging you for it but you no, were just kinda... trying you were trying to feel your way through it and i couldn't hear sound. and that's just kind of how i operate as a, a drummer like I need to hear the rest of the band.
0: You have to. Otherwise, I kind of,
1: I might, I run the risk of getting lost. So I'm watching his body language. I can kind of hear some of his chords. I can kind of hear what he's singing. But I'm also watching his body language. And I can see when he starts bouncing a little bit, it's time to to cut loose. It's about chorus time. Let's do this. And it fucking worked out. It fucking
0: worked out. We just got to change our setup. I mean, well, yeah, you know, this is all a learning experience. It was our first time. I, I need a monitor put, you know, hooked everything up, got everything set up and started playing. There's no real, uh, what do I want to say? There's nothing really set up down there in order. Nothing's organized. We need a a little bit better setup down there. Got to give you, uh, I need a monitor.
1: I don't care if it's a speaker or if it's in headphones or something, but I need a monitor.
0: Yeah, you need something back behind you to be able to hear us. Because, uh, you know, it's just kind of how I operate. Like, if I'm going to drop, I'm going to draw off of everybody. I know everybody's
1: drawing off me because I'm the drummer, I'm setting the tempo and all this other stuff, but I need to know if somebody's not taking my cues. And the only way I'm going to know that is body language and if I can hear you. And if we need to repeat that verse again because somebody kind of got lost, I want to be able to follow that. That's the only way to save it. If somebody fucks up, if I fuck up, you guys need to be able to... Of course you can hear me. I'm loud as fuck. I'm the drummer. (laughs) I don't really need mic You don't need monitors for the drummer. But I need to hear you. So if I fuck up, yeah, you can hear me and maybe repeat the verse. But if you fuck up... And I can't hear you. I'm going on to the chorus, and then it's, it's going to be all bad. But uh, I mean, I, I still am, am able to kind of draw from sure. what I can hear and watching you guys's body language, and we we look at each other too. And dude, that was badass. Whatever yeah. we fucking did there tonight yeah. was bad fucking ass. And like you what. said, we could we could put five or six of those songs on stage right now
0: what was really inspiring to me was um we started in on toady's possum kingdom and it's got that three four measure in there Yeah. and it can it can throw you off and you know he had a little bit he didn't really have trouble he just struggled with <laughs> you know getting that pattern down in yeah yeah it, it, it's and got
1: that hiccup in there because it's the three four three of
0: us we got on board and i started queuing it out and you and i started playing through it and he uh-huh. came in on it and i mean in two minutes he had it and we were off to cook it cook it yeah we trailed that song out yeah we did after that it just flowed man that that was beautiful beautiful we need more songs uh we got lots of songs
1: if I look at this list here, let me count real quick. Just and I don't think I wrote everything everything down, but we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We've got 13 songs. Thirteen fucking songs we played through tonight. Not every one of those songs was, you know, none of them were flawless, but there are quite a few of them that were pretty close. Like Cracker, Low. That was pretty well flawless.
0: Cracker went very well. Like, yeah, I was very impressed with that one. And, you know, Everlong went pretty well. It did. It kicked my fucking ass,
1: but we can do it. I just need to get, you know, knock the rust off and get some stamina going. But that went good. That went well. Um uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. That was pretty well flawless. We played that start to finish one time. No mistakes really. And we ended at the same time. It was it was perfect. Almost perfect. Um I know you were worried you were you were struggling with cumbersome a little bit, and there's a oh, reason why. There's a reason why. The only thing hard about that song is the bass lick.
0: Yeah. Yep, and I didn't. I didn't have the tab. My phone had died at that. Point. Oh. So I was just. I didn't know to play some Shit by ear. Which on an easier song I could keep up, but you know, with anything you gotta get the repetition down and get it into your head. So I just need to listen to these songs and hear those rhythms. And I'll have it yeah but i mean even even then like
1: we all still kind of pulled it out and muddled our way through it and and that just goes to show like yeah some some experience goes a long way and talent but with that experience and 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 talent comes knowing how to play with other people
0: i've played with plenty of musicians who were very talented and did not have that chemistry with them. It. it just wasn't there.
1: Well, we talked about those people tonight. There's a couple of them. Sam mentioned one of them. And mm-hmm. you had mentioned another person. that They're talented. They can play the songs. But when you put them in a setting with other people, they don't learn. know what to do. Like if if we had tried to play like a slow acoustic version of Everlong, I could have made that happen you You put one of those other people that we talked about maybe 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 that guitarist you oh, were talking about right. knows ever long, but if you asked him to slow that down and and play like an acoustic version of it, they would be like, "No, that's not the right way to play this. That's not how it was written out no no you you need to learn how to improvise a little bit
2: it, a lot of times that's usually that they're not practicing with other people they're only practicing with themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a very narrow-minded approach to music. Right. It really is. And you're doing yourself a disservice by, by looking at it that way. Oh, you know what, Nick? Another one I heard him play the other night up at the pub was Layla. The acoustic version of Eric Clapton's oh, Layla. Oh, yes. my God. He that nailed that hilarious. shit. I was standing there with my dick in my hand in the pisser. And I heard him bust that out and I'm like, oh my God, we are, we have to, we have to rock this one. Man, that was good shit. I can't wait to do that again. I know. And, you know, I, at first I thought we were just going to do this and be like, oh, we're just going to have some fun in the basement, maybe play at a party or something like that. But no, the way Sam talks, he's, uh, he's like, dude, um, Everybody needs to be paying for equipment. (laughs) Yeah. I want to buy a new guitar. I want to buy a new amp. I want to buy some pedals. And uh, our gigs are going to pay for it. And I'm like, yeah, I could use a new set of drums.
0: We're going to get you that set of drums. We're going to get you a vintage set of Pearls.
1: White. Well, our gigs need to pay for them.
0: I agree, because I'm all in on, you know investing in some equipment definitely got to get some fucking cords man shit dying for cords dude what's wrong with wow. that cord that you've been you were using and
1: i did it was fine i think uh you need to one you brought route, yeah route that fucker under yeah, the uh, up in there yeah route that fucker up in there and uh also i kind of agree with you with the grounding thing and I'm talking source grounding. I'm not talking like inside the amp or with the guitar. Right,
0: Source grounding.
1: It, it it needs.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna. We were all we,
1: You guys were all on the same damn circuit down there. I'm 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 reckoning that you got. No, I wasn't. I was on one. A one.
0: Were you? Yeah. Yeah. There's two circuits going down there right now. I've got room for expansion in my box, so I'm going to drop a two twenty line down there. Into a distribution box on the wall and run two one ten circuits out of that distro, okay so and those two circuits I put down there are going to be dedicated for band stuff along with the other two lines that are down there so there's there's already two one ten circuits to the basement <clears throat> um, but you gotta know you know. The water system's running off of one of those circuits, and then the lights down there are operating on one, yeah dude,
1: that water system I heard a relay click over there, and I saw the lights dim for a second, and I'm was like what what the uh, yeah, oh, just, we're weird. we're we're drawing some amperage right now, <laughs>
0: right, right. We were drawing some amperage with everything Sam had hooked up, and I had that big base amp going, you know we start putting all this into a mixing board and pushing it out through some uh floor monitors and shit we're going to be drawing double that's, what we are now yeah so we're going to need that 220 line down there yeah we're putting in a lot of wattage um and it won't take shit to put that out fuck i got 20 foot of romex and that's more than what i'll need to run that down there i just need to go by the the boxes and the outlets and, get it all attached to the wall. Well, Well, fucking A. Fucking A. So, you know. Yeah, I'd say by... I guess now we're into the fun part of trying to come up with a name for our band. So, if we have listeners out there that are actually listening, we'll take submissions for band names.
1: Yeah. I kind of like Sam's suggestion. First, he said, well, let's let's call ourselves the Rocket Factory. And then he said, no, make it the Black Rocket Factory. Uh, but I still like your suggestion, even though we're not going to do it because it's a rip-off. Champagne Funk All-Stars. I like it.
0: Yeah, but I wanted to change that a bit to maybe like the uh, Rural Funk All-Stars or... County f- something. I guess champagne funk all stars. It it kind of flows. It, it, it Or
1: or work. maybe just Champagne Funk. Maybe just Champagne Funk. I don't know. We're open to suggestions. Keith, you too, man.
2: I'd have to listen to you guys and see what all that is.
1: Big wide range of stuff, dude.
2: Yeah, but you still have a a style, like even though that you're playing other people's stuff and you're the extra bit is your style that's kicking off. And try to make yeah. your own stuff. I think that you should be able to throw at least one song. To you.
1: Well, Sam said he's already got like nine or ten originals he's wrote. And I'm like, fuck, I'd like to hear them bitches because that's one thing that I love to do is compose. Right. I love to compose music. Give me what you got. Let me put something to it. Yep. That's one of my favorite things to do.
0: I've tried I've been... to write some stuff in the past. I got that one song that I mean, it could be made into something. Yeah, I'm and never you know,
2: good at making the song, but I'm able to do the poetry that...
1: Yeah, that's that's not my forte. I leave that to you creative folk. I'm very mathematical in my musical composition.
2: Yeah. You
0: have to be.
1: I'm a, I'm a drummer. It's all about math and groove for me. Oh, yeah. And even you know our favorite band 311, I I know a lot of their lyrics because I've been listening to them for well over twenty years, and I've seen them probably well over fifty times live. But I still don't really listen to the lyrics that much. I'm I'm all about the the melodies and harmonies and 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 the groove and and the chemistry. Just that's what music is to me.
2: See, mine has more like lyrical base, but then how it relates to the music at the same time. Like, I don't know. To me they're both they're all frequencies and I'm just hearing them differently.
1: Well, yeah, for sure. You know, what you're saying has a has a frequency or meaning and, you know, it's got to kind of jive with what what you what's going on in the background with mm-hmm. the harmonies or whatever. Or the rhythm. And let's be clear. I just got to say this one more fucking time for everybody. Uh, And I'm not like saying this to either of you specifically, but if you tell me to play faster, I'm going to go from one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, to one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Faster means tempo, guys.
0: Syncopated. faster
1: means faster means tempo if you want me to play eighth notes instead of quarter notes you need to tell me that
0: yeah syncopate jesus cut time
1: Half time groove what are you talking about play faster or I'm playing too fast what do you mean we're all playing the same tempo what the fuck are you talking about and this there is why know. some people can, can play, play by themselves, notes but notes. not play with others. More notes per beat. Yeah. Same speed, just more notes. Yep. Anywho. Any what? Anywhore. No, not anyone. Any Anywhore. I don't
2: know about you guys, but I'm getting pretty, pretty tired. We're sitting at an hour and six minutes and we had a later start in this. So.
1: Yeah. Oh shit. It's
2: almost 1130
1: or later. Well, Keith, um, you erased it from the notes, but you wanted to do a service announcement. Do you still want to do that?
2: Yeah, I'll do that real quick. Um, So, give me just a second here. So, by the time that this is, you're seeing this and everything, I would have already resolved it. But, I'm going to republish episodes 1 and 2 of season 3. There's an issue with it, so I'm going to clear that out and redo it. so.
1: So, all two of you that are listening to us kind of religiously, which I mean like you might pick up three episodes a season and think, you know, we're kind of funny to listen to with me and Nick arguing with each other. This is for you guys. Right. (laughs) Our loyal listeners. Our loyal ones. And, you know, know you folks know who we're talking about. We appreciate you. So, Hey you know on to sign off, keep listening uh we appreciate you. we're thankful for you. Uh, we really enjoy sitting here doing what we do but if uh if you happen to catch some of it and you happen to enjoy it, it makes me even more thankful. Hopefully it enriches your
0: life a little bit well, folks. Just want to say, of course, thanks for listening to us. And uh, everybody have a great week. Get out there. Be productive. Drink some water.
1: <laughs> uh, Keith, I think that's you, buddy.
2: All right. I want to say... You know, I hope you all have a wonderful day and all that. And we'll catch you later. Peace.
0: See you, folks.